Friday, Friday, Galaxy on my day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's Friday. The weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slags. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's in a rubber house in a rotten underwear. Hallelujah. Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha. Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There, but for the grace of God, do with me. Boy, it's your pal, it's Jimmy J. I got another free Friday show for you guys. I have a big old show for you guys, so be prepared. Last Friday, the Oreo Hootenanny, I hope you caught it live on Facebook. I've watched the video at least three times at this point. It's so funny. The audio is just as great. The video is great. The show was amazing. Congratulations to my guy, Tor. 60 Oreos in 60 minutes with just a handful of seconds left. He got that 60th cookie down. It was it was amazing. I can't believe he did it. Uh, there were God, there were so many drinks had. Every one of us, though, we stayed, minded our P's and Q's, and didn't do anything crazy to try to make Tor puke. Although that might have been entertaining, but it was much better to see the victory once for old young Gigantor. Now, because I do have just a ton of content here for you guys and something very special, we're going to dive right into it right now. Monday, we have Monday night shooting tour. There's a whole lot of NFL news going around. There's quarterbacks starting to move all over the place. Derek Carr went to the Saints. They also have Ryan Roberts on to come and discuss the winners from the NFL Combine, along with all the NFL news. They recap the smash that was the Oreo Hootenanny. And they give their thoughts on the John Jones win, just a huge fight that was over the weekend. Tuesday, Gigantor and Big Shude back in the studio again. They're joined this show by Damon Martin, who comes on to discuss the John Jones fight and more UFC talk. Dukes has a fire pit story that does not disappoint. And like Dukes likes to do, he gives Tor a little knowledge, a little education in music, which then dives right into a Peloton story. That you're really going to enjoy. Wednesday, we had one hell of a show. It was our guy Ant-Man, Money Monk, Joe Soup, myself, and Big Shude. We had a very, very special guest that Duke's booked to come in studio to make a couple announcements for a big upcoming event. Monk is pissed at an online review, which is hilarious. Dukes is going to make his first attempt at making his own pizza. I haven't heard how that turned out, so I'm sure that will be next week. We also have our weekly installment of the BMI, and we find out that uh, Big Shoot is just surrounded by a table full of dummies. 
Thursday, Dukes gathered the Fortress Film Society. We discussed Loud Goat's movie pick Dead for a Dollar with Christoph Waltz and Willem Dafoe. We also go over Drop Zone from 1994 with Wesley Snipes and Across 110th Street from 1972. Along with those three movies, we finished our second book that was called How to Sell a Haunted House. Really good book. We give our thoughts and reviews on that as well. Towards the end of the show, the conversation kind of dives into movie news, and we discuss Creed Three, the Adonis that is Jake Gyllenhaal, and Scream 6. So let's get to all of that right now. Our very, very special guest, our in-studio guest, to come and make huge announcements. I don't even want to give it away. You're just going to have to listen to hear it. I also have from the Fortress Film Society, the movie talk, where we dive into the new movies coming out, and of course that sexy, sexy man, Jake Gyllenhaal, as well as the education the Dukes delivers to tour in the form of Godsmack. His reaction is very unsettling to someone of my age. It will probably be just as upsetting to you if you're any type of fan of Godsmack or even that type of music. And then that transitions perfectly right into the Peloton story and what Dukes is starting to become. But what I have for you, very special, a fourth segment, brand new audio nobody has heard yet. Mason Server from Mason and the Gin Line. Duke's got a chance to sit down and catch up with him. Check it out. the chad dukes show good looking friday out there to you everybody joining us on the monks barbecue hotline right now is the lead singer for a band that i really am digging i just discovered them recently they are called mason and the gin line you can check them out masonginline.com they got a brand new record out that just came out of what looked like one Hellraising show that I'm very sad I missed. It's called Sangre. You can get it wherever you find good music. Mason Server joins me now on the Monks Barbecue Hotline. Mason, great to talk to you, bud. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys? Man, I tell you what, I'm a big Dirty River Boys fan, and I um, I saw some videos of them playing, I guess, your record release party. And then I started listening to your music, and I was like, Jesus Christ, these guys are awesome. And I started following you on Instagram, and then I got a follow back and said, hey, do you want to come on the show and talk about your music? And that led us here, and it's it's great to have you on, man. Really appreciate you making the time. Yeah, man, we appreciate you uh, talking to us. Glad you're digging the stuff. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, Lubbock is a really interesting part. I love the, the Texas, you know, Texas country is a different type of animal. I, You know, the Nashville sound, we've talked about it so much, but I just... It's so it's so much fun as someone that's from the East Coast to listen to just how different music is because Texas is so expansive from different portions of the state. And I love the West Texas sound. Um, the list of names coming out of where you're coming out of is so impressive right now in the industry. We talk about Flatland Calvary and Josh Abbott and all those guys, thrift store cowboys. What is it about Lubbock? What is it about that area that kind of seems to be generating so much talent? It's hard to say that that question has been asked before and and I I'll take a guess at it and it's not original this has been said before by people even like Joe Ely that are from this area but I think part of it is that uh the landscape is um it it almost lends itself to to creativity because there's uh 
I mean, I'm in my truck right now and I'm, I'm looking out and there's just churned up cotton field dirt for miles. <laughs> there, there's no, there, there's nothing out here. So, so I, I think, uh, we create our narratives to a large extent. You know what I mean? There's a lot of room for the imagination. Let's put it that way. The, the part about country that I like so much is that it can take so many forms. And I, I like traditional country and I like the classic stuff. And sometimes I feel like people use the genre to springboard their careers into where they ultimately wanted to go. And I, I don't get that sense from you guys, but I do get a sense that it's not, I'm not just sitting down and listening to a Haggard record. You know what I mean? Like there's, I love the brass in the new record. I love the way that you guys kind of use some, you know, some rock riffs and what you're doing, but it seems based in country, which I really do appreciate how much of that is organic in your songwriting process like how much of it do you decide beforehand we want this record to kind of be positioned this way musically kind of take me through your process if you don't mind so we try not to strategize very much about going for a sound you know what i mean like right. okay we want this one to be like uh you know like let me give you an example with within the the band and i know you talked to blaze he's my long time yeah. one of my best buddies if not my best friend he plays the bass right and blaze uh he loves punk music me i i like traditional country i i've been to see you two several times i i love social distortion um so but but the country comes out in my writing because i i am that right you know what i mean i i come from an even smaller town than this one originally about 60 miles from here. So that, that part's very natural, but I think that's what happens is, uh, it's kind of a country quote unquote country guy, uh, that's been influenced by so much stuff. And, and what comes out, I hope is kind of a natural mix. That's not trying too hard to be anything. If that makes sense. Yeah. They always say right about what you know about. And I think, you know, there, there's so, I won't name, I won't name check any bands, but there's so many bands that are trying so hard in your industry and in your genre to be something that seems inauthentic that if you listen to a lot of music like yours you can tell the real stuff as opposed to what's being manufactured so i know exactly what you're talking about another thing you guys do a really good job of man is that that singer songwriter bit where you're telling a story in a in a song that can go off the rails pretty quick and it can get pretty ham-fisted and not everybody can write wreck of the edmund fitzgerald you know what i mean and you guys are yes. um blood on my hands and, and pipeliner of course like you guys do a really good job you specifically i assume writing the songs of telling a story but also it, it's still a good song and that's man i tell you what that is a skill that i, I wish people knew how difficult it was to do something like that yeah you know the the pipeliner thing is funny because i'd be remiss if i if i didn't mention that uh a lot of people think that's autobiographical, and and only only parts of that are true. That, although there are some parts of it that are true, I did not ever go to Austin uh, to to do a, a domestic assault. Uh, you, you know what I mean? I I've, I've been to Austin and and had some assaults on myself. Sure. Uh, from time to time, and some cosmic drunks and stuff like that um, that can happen in Austin, but. I was in a in a grocery store in this little town called Post with a Cuban stripper one time. That actually did happen. <laughs> um, I still know the chick. She wasn't she. I, it wasn't actually with me, so it's it's not even as cool as as, as it could be. But uh, she was she was a a friend of a of a friend. You know what I mean? Sure. But, uh, no, you know we got a that like that song in particular. Uh, that song was started, and this guy, this sort of 
he's an interesting character. There's a guy named Charlie Stout that kind of mills around the, this industry. He lives in Lubbock sometimes, and he lives in Tucson sometimes, and he takes pictures of the desert, you know, and just writes some songs to He's a, He's an interesting guy. And he heard me play a piece of that Pipeliner song and, and made me finish it. Hmm. So um, he kind of helped me a little bit develop where that narrative might go. But uh, it's funny because that song is uh, is by far and away our most popular song. And I have a lot of close friends that don't really like that song. But when they see us play live, they really dig it. So it's been good for us, you know. Blood on My Hands, the one you mentioned, that's a Blaze song, actually. Man. He wrote most of that. That's a, I mean, that's a tough one. You got some look, and I, I mean this as a compliment, but th- your new album, the Sangre album, it's heavy, man. Like you're dealing with some real shit, for lack of a, please excuse my language, but for lack of a better term, there. Um, and it's not just like you know, there's loss and there's death, but I mean, you, when that song, this, this, the the title track, there, you're talking basically about the connective tissue that runs between all people in this world and you know in our country it feels about as strained as it ever has been with you know family members deciding they don't get along anymore and I, that's a very powerful message it's also a toe tap and ditty so i mean if i if you set out to tackle issues that large with this record you certainly succeeded on it man i i appreciate that you couldn't have said that any any better it, you know what's funny is one thing that's really cool in this band is I'm I'm by far and away the most conservative member of it. Sure, we get a, we get along, and I think that that stuff is still possible in this crazy place we live right now. I, I'm I, I'm glad it had that feeling. You know, it it was uh, you know it mentions uh, half my people have kinfolk in Mexico. It's funny because I I wrote that about Mexican friends. And in the space of time that transpired to make that record, I, I have married a Mexican woman. And and not Mexican-American, Mexican-Mexican. It's like you almost willed it into existence with the song. It's easy to, it's easy to perform it and, you know, talking about the authenticity stuff. It, it, we hope that, that uh, it comes across that way because we, we mean it, you know? Yeah. Have you, are you familiar with the Mavericks at all? Oh, I love the Mavericks. Love the Mavericks, man. And this record really reminds me of a Mavericks record. I like the, the Vaquero music with the brass you guys incorporated. It, it's such great. And like where Texas just kind of melts in Arizona and Mexico, they all kind of overlap down there. It's, you know, whenever you watch a Western, all those cultures mesh anyways. And I think you did a great job with that record. And they, they have... um. They have a record out called, uh, it was about three years ago, called En Español, where the whole record is in Spanish, which I don't speak a lick of, but I still sit down and enjoy it from tape to tape because it's so musically oh, yeah. where I need to be. And this this record reminded me of that one. My wife doesn't speak English. I speak Spanish. Uh, we only speak Spanish in my house, uh, believe it or not, but because she hasn't learned English yet. So... Uh, those things are big influences. Uh, the Spanish language is a big influence on me. I listen to a lot of Spanish music myself, and uh, I, I tell people all the time, you guys are buddies of mine that are, you know, uh, white guys or whatever, for lack of a better explanation. Uh, you know, you guys are missing out not giving a bunch of this music a shot just because you don't speak it, because you don't have to speak it to understand it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You can get a, you can get a whole lot of the, the meaning of it without even knowing what they're really saying.
Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's masonginline.com. You can grab uh, anything you need there. And, of course, social media, very easy to find Mason and the Gin Line on Instagram. I think that's, that's where I found the band, but they're on all of it, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and the like. Um, talk to me about incorporating the brass into what you do. Is that, I guess it's more of a technical question, but do you set out saying, hey, I want trumpets in this, or is it an afterthought where you say, hey, we could really use that there? Because, man, I love music with horns, and it's very difficult to find it nowadays, especially in the country music genre. Like, how did that whole thing work itself out? That was born largely of our producer is a Lubbock guy named Eric Harrison, but he's a uh, He's in the other band that played with us the other night with Dirty River Boys uh, called West Texas Exiles and, and called such because they live in Austin. Mm. And so we record in Austin, and um, that was kind of a thing where we were we were tracking and getting a sense of how, how these songs were coming together. And uh, Eric said, you know what would be sick, man, is a trumpet. And you're like, yeah, that would be, that would be really sick, right? And, and it, you know, in a town that's as musical as Austin, it's a phone call away. Uh, the idea came, and, and uh, the next day a, a guy came in and, and laid that stuff down. So awesome. I'm, I'm really excited how that turned out, too. I, at first I wasn't sure how I felt about that, but in hindsight, it's, it's awesome. How did you get hooked up with uh, Zach Nelson, of course, is Easy Wheeling on um – Instagram. He's done album art for Cody Jenks and Whitey Morgan, and he did the Whiskey Myers record. And I mean, I got to say, man, as much as I love the music, the cover art for your damn record is about as cool as anything I've ever seen. And I love that guy. He did a logo for um, a Veterans Day charity event that I put on about 10 years ago, I feel like now. And he's as bigger than ever. But it, it, it's a fantastic job of what you see on the cover. You say, don't judge an album or a book by its cover. Well, you can. Like, what's on the cover of your album actually fits what's on the wax very, very well. Well, I, I wish I could take credit for that one. That That's a that's a, a Blaze thing. He kind of acts as the, the functioning manager. You know, we're kind of starting from, from zero and working our way up, so we'd like to keep our management internal if that's possible to do as we grow. But Blaze found him and and sent me his instagram and uh and he had already affirmed that he thought he could get him to do it and uh i saw all that stuff the jinx art and all that kind of stuff and thought my god if if that guy will do it then then by all means and yeah so he was at our show uh last saturday and and i told him what you just told me yeah you know i i, I said man that i said half the hype behind this record is that is that cover you know and, and uh and after the show, he said that it that he said I I believe it fits the cover. I think the two fit together. So, yeah, man, that cover is is so oh, it's wicked, isn't it? Well, that dude puts you over too. I saw his comments on your live show. I saw, by the way, I read about a hundred articles about that record release show you did, and everybody was raving. I you weren't taping that show, were you? You know what? There is there is some tape of that show, and I. I think uh, the same guy I was telling you about, the producer guy in Austin, I think he had it all filmed. Yeah. And and they're working on uh, doing whatever they do with it, edit it or whatever. Um, you know, it's crazy. I'll be honest. I was nervous as a cat for that <laughs> show because it, it wasn't it wasn't the crowd or anything like that. It was that that was the first go-round uh, of us playing a bunch. We'd been playing some of those songs for a while already. But we played the full album, just front, you know, top to bottom. 
And so that was the first go go round for a bunch of those songs. And we added a, a kind of a utility guy in our live show, dude named Kevin that plays keys and guitars. So it was it was a whole new thing, and uh, I, I think the anxiety uh, helped us because it, it seemed to have a lot of energy. Wow, everybody that I saw that was there gave it rave reviews, so it must have worked. Um, this is a question I like asking people such as yourself. I, I found you because of the internet, and um, I don't know how you feel about the internet. I, I feel it's simultaneously the greatest and the worst thing that humanity's ever brought down on us and for the music industry like you know it's if anybody wants to they're stealing all your stuff and there's really you have very little recourse but the other part of that is i found all your music and now you know i want to go to shows i want to buy records and things like that so when you're creating do you even spend time thinking about that is that because at the end of the day you guys need to keep the cable bill on you know you need to keep the powers coming to the house you need to pay for instruments and gas and the jeep and and the van and everything um, when you, when you think about the nature of what the internet can bring to a band and then also what it can take away, like, how do you find peace in that? When, when we started this band, all of us, and we still do, we all, we all have jobs. You know yeah. what I mean? This is actually a, a side thing. So, and luckily we're gainfully employed enough that, that everybody, um, I mean, we were, we were coming out of pocket and not really caring too much because it was something we wanted to do, you know? And, Ironically, the further we go, the more the money kind of matters because we're seeing that it's something that could be viable. But, you know, to answer, to answer your question directly, I, I can't help but look at it as, as an, a net positive um, because a guy like you is able to hear it without you catching us at sh- some show in, in D.C. or whatever, right. you know, that w- without having to make all that happen that sets up the possibility for that thing to happen, not the other way around. You know what I mean? Sure. So for sure, the internet is, is all those things you said. I mean, you know, the, the most evil stuff in the world you can find there, but what ever been close to, to as effective in many ways, uh, on, on being able to gain information, you know? So I I think it's a net positive, you know, um, we want to, we're getting better about making sure that we that we get paid something instead of looking at it as a as a fun thing. We're we're starting to look at it much more as a business thing, and and maybe at some point we get to do this uh, solely as our our business, you know. But yeah, overall, I, I would say it's it's a good thing because it 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 gives you know our Spotify for artists thing. People listen to this stuff all over the world. Yeah, you know, so that that alone, it's it's nuts, right? It is crazy, but it's cool to see too. It's always fun when someone like you check out your Spotify and it pops up in like Indonesia, and you're like, "How the hell did that happen? Like, how did it find its way over there?" Oh, like, I know, I know, I know. Who who's that guy in in Tibet that digs this shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Um, are you going to press the uh, album to vinyl? I know it's a big pain in the ass and it's expensive, but I, I think, think you got to do it. That, yes, that's it. That's in the that's in the plans. I think that's that's already in the works. I just wish that fucking Adele and Foo Fighters and and uh, Toby Keith would stop pressing stuff to vinyl because it it gums up the the works for everybody else that only wants to put out 100, 150 records when Metallica's printing out a million records every time they put out an album. 
Yes, yes, and we already heard their stuff already. <laughs> we certainly, we certainly have. Uh, it's a great record, Sangre. Check it out. They're on uh, Spotify. You can uh, listen to the music there, and then I would uh, highly suggest following on social media and all that. I know it's a long trip, brother, but uh, I, I'm not saying we can do it anytime soon. But um, I got a pretty good audience out here, and I'd love to figure out a way for it to make sense for you guys to get out here and do what you do in front of everybody because I think you went over a lot of fans. So we got to talk again in the near future about maybe putting that together. Absolutely. We talked to somebody in North Carolina just yesterday about it. So if we could if we could get enough uh, dates gathered up, we could make a run at it. Dude, let's do it. I, I definitely would help facilitate that as well. MasonGenline.com and Mason and the Genline all on social media. Check all that out. Mason server on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline. Great catching up with you, man. Pass on my congratulations to the rest of the band, please. You guys are really talented. The hard part of doing what you do is the songwriting and then the performing, and you, you got that down, so everything else will fall into place. I really appreciate you taking the time. Man, we appreciate you. Thank you. There's my guy, Mason Server. Great band. It is the Chad Dukes Show. If you're interested in buying or selling a home, there's only one person you should call, and that's Joe Azer. You can reach him at 571-989-2937. That's 571-989-AZER. You, could, you couldn't figure out a way to do some bicep curls for this? We know you need bicep curls. I read Kelly's Revenge, whatever the fuck it was called. Kelly's Foster. Here it is. Come here. Turn up. Fucking jet's about to take off an aircraft carrier. Here it comes, Thor. Yeah. 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 Let's go bomb the Middle East. Yeah, let's invade them. Get that fucking oil. Give me that oil. We're gonna turn all the sand in the glass so we can see the oil! Drop a daisy cutter right now! Drop a Moab! Austin, you're fine! I told him like this, it's not it. out in the streets and I get more cash. I got the flow cash in my dough cash. <laughs> Fucking stink. You stink! Where's my thing that says it? I got a thing over here that tells me what I think of you. Where is it, Tori? You stink, Tori! Stink! You stink, Tori! Stink! It actually fits. Sully would probably like me to stink sometimes. You stink, Tori! You stink! You stink, Tori! You stink! It's fucking killed. We used to have guys that would do songs for us. Maybe they could do a remix. You don't like this? Not really. Fuck out. Not. Not a very big heavy metal guy. It's not heavy metal, you fucking old man. This seems pretty heavy. This is heavy metal? Seems like it. Alright. Anyway. I like Godsmack. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> People give you shit and you like Godsmack. I think they're good. I'm sure Dotson likes it. No, no, no. He hates Dotson. No, no. They're, they're, they're too... They're not hard enough for guys like Dotson, and they're too hard for... May I? Uh-huh. Like you, ah, so... Okay. John Jones knows. Yeah. He knows. My Prince Zaganu. You'd like that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> if you can look down at your own sponsor. Uh, I'd take, <laughs> take the bad knees any day. Any day Good of the week. <laughs> you drop them knees for Francis Ngannou. <laughs> All right, well, we'll start with this since you don't care about Godsmack. Um, that's a good way to sell a topic on a fucking radio show. Um, you tell me what you think of this tour. So Godsmack, they're, I'd say, fairly irrelevant. Um 
you know, they're still a, a big band. They had platinum, I think platinum albums and a bunch of hits. So a bunch of songs on the radio used in commercials, movies, shit like that. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was there a Godsmack song that was like the theme song for the Scorpion King starring The Rock? Yeah, that was the first song that we played. It was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Look at that. Look at the big brain on Shude. Um, They were going to, I guess they've never been to South America tour. Okay. And so they finally wanted to book a tour to South America. Unfortunately, I guess they didn't check the calendar. Um, let's see, it was 2023. So they posted this. Uh, Sully, the lead singer of Metallica, the guy that's doing all the... That guy. Um, he said this, quote, We are so saddened by this turn of events. We've been trying for so long to make it work, but due to the lack of ticket sales, we simply can't find a way to fund this tour at this time. Please know we've tried everything to make it work, but it has now gone beyond our control. We love and appreciate our fans and remain optimistic that we will be in your country one day. Until then, our deepest apologies. Godsmack has released a new album this past week, and they're launching a U.S. tour in May. The reason why I bring this up is I think this happens all the time, but I cannot tell you. The last time I heard a band or a comedian or a rapper or a podcast that can't get people out the flying ace anymore come out and just fucking admit that we can't sell enough tickets to make this fucking tour work. Um, and while it was kind of kind of depressing, I would say, especially since I, I think we've talked many times about what Iron Maiden does down in fucking yeah. South America. I mean, they fucking have to shut down the continent whenever they do a tour <laughs> down there. Um, that's a lot of uh, transparency to be shown by the front man of a band saying, hey, we simply just can't draw well enough to do it. What do you think about that? I think true fans would be disappointed, but also I respect them for the honesty. I, I think if any of the artists that I like, if I felt like they were being honest to me, I would like them even more and not just yeah. what they were saying all the time, which just could be some social media guy putting the, whatever they want out there. Uh, but if a band is kind of being forthcoming about it, I'd be bummed. I'd be very bummed, especially if I, I was a huge fan of uh, of Godsmack and I was sitting in Peru and I'm looking at everybody else like, hey, can we get something going here? I'd like to meet a Godsmack fan just <laughs> sitting in Peru waiting for them to show up. I think that'd be a fun conversation to have. I, I think it would also. I think it takes, you know, a certain amount of not just honesty, but also maybe ma is maturity the right call? I, I, Ronnie B is one of those old school carny guys where it's like, hey, the audience doesn't know anything until you tell them. So I think there is some value in that. I think that if there would be value in me coming back from the Flying A show and not bringing up the fact that the, the turnout was disappointing because I could just say it was a great show and everybody had a good time and all that would be true. I wouldn't even had to lie. Yeah. But coming from, you know, O&A and Stern and fucking the, the, the really just viciously real radio, um, I've always kind of shaded more towards that side than the Carney side. Um, they could have canceled that tour and just not said a fucking word. You know, eh, we can't make it, COVID, plane travel, whatever, bullshitted their way through it. They might have not even had to lie. But I don't know, part of me respects seeing that in the same way like when a coach actually comes out and says something about a player or another yeah. team. and like, It's like maybe it's not even the smartest thing to do, but we don't get honesty all that often from those guys. I think maturity is – it's a close word to it. Maybe they're just seasoned vets and they're yeah. like, hey, we've done this for so long, uh, whatever we've done before, great, but we've – 
however long we've been in the game, we, we can afford to make this statement. And if you if you can't afford to make that statement, good for you, all power to you, because you've been able to do that. That's why I, I think I see a lot more of the entertainers going on whatever show. They're, they're being pretty open, because especially if they're they're in an older demographic, like, hey, I, I've, I've already made mine. I'm not do you think to- you think Harrison Ford's being really open when he goes on Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, not part particularly maybe i see it more with with musicians because you know they're not trying to cut their teeth at 23 or even 17 perhaps you have to get to a certain level to do that boy they're playing kupd presents oof fest in fucking phoenix i need to go to that talking stick resort all right it looks like they have a pretty good i mean they're they're booking pretty you know amphitheaters and such in america so if they're still doing that perhaps they're just doing well enough to not worry about whether or not they can get down to Europe or what. But what's crazy is that a lot of bands do better overseas than they do domestically because it's so rare that they head over there. Like, I know that's why the Rev, I don't think the Rev wants to continue going to Europe every year, but I think that they do really well when they go over there. So it makes sense financially. I don't know. It was an interesting story. And uh, it was somewhat depressing just because, you know, it's a a band that was, when I was at HFest, Godsmack was fucking huge. And uh, now they're, maybe they're not. All right, a um, couple of things here. I asked Tor to, speaking of the opposite side of the spectrum, I asked you to pull a song for me. And um, we're not playing the song because I like it. Okay. Uh, we're playing the song to set up something uh, sad that happened. Gotcha. So, and everybody loves that. So uh, go ahead and play this song. What is the name of this song? Any Other World. Okay. And who, who's, who sings this? Mika. Okay. So far, do you like this? It's nice. What are you playing it off of? YouTube from their official channel. Okay. Which In one? any other world. All right. So, does this dude sound like H. Mac with Scream Adam about testosterone replacement? You could tell the difference. I think I think he would. So this song, um, I'd never heard it, and, um, and let it on I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I probably I've been keeping it really close to the vest. I don't, you know, I try not to get all my personal life out there, but I ride the Peloton, and. Um, what are you laughing at? Nothing at all. Say something funny to you? My clown, I'm here to amuse you. And let yourself you know, people don't, they don't get a chance to listen all the time, so maybe they don't know that I ride the Peloton. I, yeah. I, like, I like to keep that to myself, you know? <laughs> is this an uplifting song? What would you, how do you describe this song? This is almost in... It's, it's not as happy as iCalypso, but it's almost in that same boat. Really? Of the, I find this song intensely depressing. I don't know this voice. I'm still trying to figure out the voice of this, this Joker. <laughs> so, this is a big song. Um, my instructor's name is Bradley, and he uh, he's my favorite person. And... Uh, I gotta thank Dirk. He gave me a bunch of Bradley stickers. I have one on my phone, and then I have two on my laptop. I tried to live alone. Is that weird? Now it sounds like a love song. Okay, but that's not what I, that's not what this is about. Gotcha. Uh, Bradley is is uh, an English gentleman. Uh-huh. He's uh, very good looking. He's got the Harry Styles hair and great shape. You you love his pecs. He's got heaving pecs. Um, and he rides a bike and he's very positive. He's like you know he's one of these guys that I think really buys into he's not just doing a gimmick for you i think he likes being positive and having you be positive and i'll be honest with you um i think if i just sat down and watched one of these classes and i 
wasn't doing it myself, I'd be like, oh, this is way over the top. You know, this is corny. But in the moment, honestly, there's so much negativity out in life, like I encounter on Twitter and I encounter reading stories online, that it's nice to have this little up with people slice of my day where this guy's like telling me to do better and all this fun stuff and saying like, you know, nice things to the, it's, it's not to me, it's to the fucking, you know, the monitor. Yeah. Or to the, 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 the room with him. Um, so there's these, there's different levels of rides, right? Like there's 30 minute rides, 45 minute rides, 20 minute rides, 10 minute rides. There's these five minute cooldown rides, right? So when you're done, you get little pop-up ads on your screen where it says, hey, would you like to take a stretching class? Would you like to take a stretch class or a weightlifting class? Or they'll have a five-minute cool-down class, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is nice to take after a 30-minute. They kind of bleed the intensity off, and you feel good. So Bradley's teaching one of these, and I'm a Bradley guy. Like, I, every once in a while, I'll fucking darken the door of one of these other assholes. But, you know, I'm, a, I'm part of Rose's Rebels, baby. Hashtag Rose's Rebels. So... He's doing his five-minute class, and he's playing this song. Okay? Yeah. So, I'm a pretty depressed guy as it is, and uh, this guy keeps, keeps singing to us. <laughs> Fucking, um, I've also just been going pretty hard for like 30 minutes, so I think it's like knocking loose toxins inside of me and all the alcohols bleeding out yeah. and the fucking liver is trying to regenerate and, you know, I'm just kind of a sweaty <laughs> fucking mess. And then, uh... In these cooldown rides, he is really nice to you. Like, really nice to you. He's like, I'm so glad you came by today to do this for yourself. This time's for you. Like, he just says all this crazy nice shit. And he's playing this fucking song. I told you I cried on the Peloton the other day, right? I don't think you were here for it, but I did. Okay. It's now becoming a regular thing. So I'm worried because I don't know. And then Bradley plays these songs whenever we do the fuck. There's another one. Oh, what the fuck is it? What is the other one he plays? Um... Oh, I got it. Hold on. Give me one second. No worries. But that, so you don't think that sounds like a sad song? Oh, Band of Horses, The Funeral. Holy yeah, shit. Sure. Bring that one up. Oh, shit. So I think Bradley is fucking with me. Oh, no. I think he, I don't know. Like, it's too emotional. And it's only a five-minute course. So, and here's what happens. The, the class ends. The song is still playing. Bradley gives you the old, thank you so much for being here. I'm glad I could be a part of your day. And then the, the car, it fades. And then the music is still playing. So I'm just sitting there on the bike, like a sweaty, fucking emotional mess for some reason. And the sad music is still fucking playing after Bradley's gone. So it's brutal. This one, this is a mess, this fucking. You, you don't have Bradley talking to you through the music. I even have Bradley. So I've taken this class so many times. I even have like what Bradley says memorized as this song is playing. So this song is called The Funeral, right? And at one point, Bradley looks at the screen. He goes, Consider this song a funeral for something in your life that's holding you back. Whatever it is, you need to know it's okay for you to let this thing go. And I'm like, holy shit! This is a little intense here, it's fucking deep! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's at Dua Lipa on in the real class. Fucking, all right, get up and oh. fucking get at him! And I'm just like, I'm just dying and sweating and trying to not fall off the fucking thing with my big fat fucking ass. Oh. <laughs> so it's this culture shock. It drops on me, and then it's the last thing. And usually when I'm riding, I'm alone in the house. So then I just wander around wondering what to do next. Dogs looking at me, judgmental as shit. 
I have to call my wife. I have to say, what time are you going to be home? Because now it's 50% of the time I get off the fucking thing and I'm fucking sobbing. I mean, not sobbing, but yeah, emotional. That, yeah, this would fuck me up. And he's like, feel me alleviating the pressure for you, nourishing for the mind and the body. Like, he says that word for word. It's like the end of a movie. That's what it's like. They hit you with the fucking yeah. end of a movie. It's only the Transformers are all gone. So now it's like, yeah. oh, the dog died. And by the way, you're going to die. The, uh, a lot of Netflix shows I've seen have hit me hard when they play a song like this at the end of an, emo- uh, an emotional episode. And you, you just you put it in there. Perfectly. I can't take it. And then it hits and I'm like. Well, this show just fucked me up. Okay, but they're trying to evoke that emotional response from you. Yes. Here is what I'm asking you. Is Bradley doing this to cool you down, and I'm just an emotionally traumatized bag of shit that's not in touch with anything that's going on? Or is he actively trying to evoke that emotional response from the people that are watching? It's got to be the latter. It has to be. You really think so? It has to be, hey, here's the formula. These people... That are on the bike. These people are reacting. What do you mean, these way, people? The, the people in the Peloton classes are reacting, <laughs> reacting to this music. I, I don't know if it's to to get I more don't th- feelings, I, dude. I, if you saw this guy, I think he's so happy and he's so high energy and he's so well adjusted that I don't think he gets sad when he hears this shit. I think he hears it and is like, all right, a calming song. It's going to bring everybody back down to earth so you can go hit the showers and go on about your day, pick up your fucking kids, whatever the hell it is. I want you to be right. I want I want him to be trying to give us grief porn when we're writing the five-minute cool-down courses because if the, the other side of it is I need not just intensive therapy. I need to Watley myself. I need to go to the nut hut. I need to have Donut walk in and j- jack it off over my bed as I'm sleeping. I don't know what that kind of catharsis would add to the workout process, though. If... if I'm getting emotional right now hearing this because I've heard this song so many times as I'm like, you know, sweating and fucking dying and whatever. Oh, yeah. It's not like they're taking off the padded shorts and they just run across the room. And then I got to fucking chase them down before my wife gets home. (laughs) It's not like they're playing Gone Till November in the cool down period, which is which I would find to be a happy song. You think Gone to November is a happy song? I think it's got a nice beat, nice tune. Bro, you are a weird, twisted kid. I swear to fucking God. Have you ever listened to lyrics to that song? I have. You use that as your upbeat song? I, I, it's here in the suggested next play because we oh, played it, we played it so much. Oh, you're a simpleton. That's why you just <laughs> yeah. keep it. If it was Opo Gungam style, I would say maybe you're right. Bradley never does Opo Gungam style whenever we play. I'm not even saying it isn't pleasant. I, I, it's in some ways, like I get off because it's kind of an emotional and a physical catharsis. Yeah. Eventually, like I do feel better. But for about 10 minutes, I'm just like, oh, ugh, I just feel like I, you know, I feel like I've been at a funeral. Look, I just said it's funeral because they're singing about that. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Awake. A shiva. And sitting shiva. For I my also, tits. I also think that when you don't go to the gym a lot, I've seen this with myself, it's all, nothing's coming out. You're not getting sweat coming out. You're not getting emotion coming out. You're not getting anything. Really? So if they. Well, that's they not double, the case on this thing. Yeah. So if they I'm double down. On. Yeah. If they double down on the. On the emotion and the the physical, they, you're feeling something. I'm worried. It's just I'm worried that H Mac is big of a fucking asshole as he is, a huge asshole. I'm worried he's right. I'm worried. I I'm part of the group of dudes I bitch about all the time on here, where we're just becoming soft emotional fucking 
piles of shit because that's where we're being pushed as society that we're just jerking off the internet porn and fucking watching anime and nobody's fucking joining the military and nobody's doing crossfit like that's where dudes are be- and i'm worried i'm part of that yeah songs catch everybody in a different way though yeah they're, they, I, they, I get they, too just, old. they just do i get too into it music affects me way too much like i would say both ways like it affects me positively and negatively too much if it hits me in the right in the right way all right so you're saying bradley's fault not Dukes' fault. Uh, I wouldn't even say Bradley's fault. It might be the the, the Peloton system. No, fault. dude, because like, there's you, a good-looking brother on there, and he plays fucking fire, and he's oh. all he's up and down, and his warm down, cool down rides are not like Bradley's cool gotcha. down rides. I think it's I think they leave that shit up to the instructors. It is a little weird. I worry about it because I'm literally staring at this dude's face for 45 minutes yeah. a day. Like I don't stare at any dudes. I mean, you guess to stare at your face that long. So it's it's me. So it's it's me. It's Bradley. Why won't you look at me? That's not happening. Toward look at me. It's dude. I was worried everybody was gonna lay that trip on you on Friday night, and you're gonna run out of here and not finish the Oreos. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods, or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. Did either of you guys catch Creed, the new one? Creed 3? Yeah. I saw it was getting amazing reviews. It's really good, man. Is it really? Yeah. And uh, I haven't I've, seen 3. I'm a little fucked up by the no sly in the Rocky movie. So. I read a little bit about why that is. but uh, Yeah. Um, I think also he could be a, a little more okay with it, right? Like letting people take, like, you you got to let something grow and move on, right? Otherwise, hey. it'll turn into. But, but <laughs> you wrote it and you got nominated for best screenplay. For yeah, but he song? didn't write Creed, and this is what mm. this has become his story, right? I understand, but would Creed be the franchise it is right now? I mean, I don't even need to say it; it wouldn't exist. But did Slide direct Creed? Because that movie's fucking great. And also, I will admit, I didn't. I had never seen it until I went to go no, see the not, third one. He did not direct. Right? It was Ryan Coogler. And that I don't think that Creed would be successful if it weren't for the way that first movie looks and presents and 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 makes an impact. Because yeah. that movie makes a huge fucking impact, and a lot of it is Sly because he's a great actor in that movie. Mm-hmm. He should have won a fucking Oscar for it. He was right. nominated, but I think it's important to realize: okay, this franchise has, now has its own legs, and also I think it's a really cool kind of passing of the torch that Michael B. Jordan directed this one. I agree, much like Stallone directed himself in Rocky. I think that's awesome. Like, I think that is a, a a great spiritual successor. But Stallone wrote Rocky. Yeah. Okay, but imagine writing something, spawning this franchise, and then having no say over where it goes. No matter how great it is, because he has a great relationship with Michael B. Jordan. If you, yeah. if you read about that, it's, right. it's yeah. nothing to do with that. They they work together really well. And I don't think Michael B. Jordan wrote this one. No, I, there's no way. Also, Jonathan Majors fucking... I mean, I don't know what his trajectory is going to be, but think about... I'm so happy for that guy. He is the focal point of yeah. whatever the MCU is going to be. Yeah. And then he beats out the big giant fucking movie that he's the focal point in with this movie. Yeah, I mean, he's he's really fucking special. And like to have the trajectory that he has had in just the last couple it's of years, I think... 
I saw him in a movie in like 2018. It was an A24 movie, and he's amazing in it. It's called uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. I wish he'd stop working out, um, dude. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this, man. I don't think, really inferior. For the I don't think he has ever stop had. Us feel so bad. His back muscles. I. I don't I, think I've he's ever s- had an IPA. Is where, where I'm going with this. His back muscles look like a Celtic knot, and he's great in the movie. By the way, like is that's he, the thing is he's got the look, but I've he's never, also yeah. got the chops as an actor. And I'm sure I haven't seen Ant Man. I heard he's good as. Kang, and I think he's got a fifty-inch waist. I heard that's the only good thing about it, but um, that's the only good thing I've heard about Ant yeah. Man is his performance, right? And which I mean, I guess bodes well for the future if if he's going to be the best part of everything. But um, Creed Three is good, man. It's it's worth going to check out in the theater. It's cool seeing Michael B. Jordan direct the movie and do something. Well, he's great, unique. Like there's fighting, there's Speaking shit in the of fight people, sequences. I wish would stop that, working out. Yeah, oh, dude, oh, yeah. tell yeah. me about it, man. Yeah. He's great. They try to convince you that he's out of shape for a minute in the movie. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I want to see that the plane movie he's in now, Jonathan Majors, the uh, World War II. Devotion. Is that what it's called? I think it's on Paramount. Yeah. Anthony told me that his dad watched that movie. He was a, you know, a fucking Marine pilot. Yeah. And he said yeah. he thought it was fantastic. Oh, cool. And very, very accurate. So that is that is a solid endorsement. I yeah. think that was in and out of the theater really quickly, too. It yeah. was. It, it doesn't seem like it was going to be a hit. Let's Which is say. weird because it was right after Top Gun, and then uh, your boy uh, Hangman was in it also, yeah. one of my favorite characters. Pretty funny, <laughs> yeah. And Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Jimmy, before we move on from anything, yes. uh, Eddard Smailkowski was nice enough to donate, as was John Kim, not Joe Kim. John Kim and Eddard, thank you so much. You both are very, very generous. It's only one. Only well, one beer for both of those, but uh, if the good chip grease is... Docked anywhere nearby. That would be yeah, fantastic. you read my mind. Hey, damn boy! Love that. It's my favorite one. Diesel fuel spilling into the bay. <laughs> Good. Yes. You want to get out of the table, Dotson? Uh, I'll just. Yeah, just go ahead and take those off. Trauma. Get the second part out too. And the third. And the third. Thank you. That's okay. enough. Let's not force anything. Yeah, that one was... that. Yeah, see, he pushed that one up ahead of schedule, so there was a fourth one. Goodness gracious. Thank you. What were we talking about? I think we were going to talk Creed? about Scream. Oh, did you, so you like Creed? Oh, yeah, yeah. Creed 3, Creed it's three. great. Go see it in the theater. Uh, did it feel like a Rocky movie? Yeah, it's dude. It, it has it has the power that all of those movies that's do. Um, I mean, I, that's the thing is it doesn't it doesn't at any point leave the Rocky part behind. And I love both the, both those actors. I think universally beloved. I don't know yeah. anybody that has anything bad to Absolutely. say about either one of those guys. Yeah. Anyways, big recommend. Real quick before we move on, I want to talk a little bit about Scream Three before we wrap things yeah. up. Did you guys see? Uh, I know you're not the MMA fans. I am, but did you, did you see Jake Gyllenhaal at the UFC fight? Yeah. I did. I doing did. the roadhouse shtick. I loved it. Uh, first of all, he's jacked. I mean, he it looks, looks good. fucking amazing. I didn't know what it was when I first right. saw my buddy holds up his phone and goes, oh, my God, check this out. I'm he's like, fighting and tonight. Then after, like, the jump in for the third time he, and he shoves the ref off, I'm like, oh, this is for a movie. Yeah. Hold it's on. for a movie. But Data's in it. And John Anik, is, if you're an MMA fan, it's crazy. Like, John Anik and Daniel Cormier are calling the fight. And so <laughs> videos leaked out all weekend of um, Hall. I, I don't know what that has to do with Roadhouse. I don't remember. Is he? It's, is his character in this update a disgraced like MMA Maybe, fighter who he's gets in the kicked. UFC and he wins the, the the middleweight belt. But is this the beginning where he gets and he does something crazy and gets kicked out because of the Could incident be. in the ring, like that, or the octagon? I heard a little bit of when he's I know at, when he's talking I'm, on the mic at the weigh-in, and I'm like, what the fuck? Is I disagree, this? dude. <laughs> he sounds and looks, and I'm telling you, 
actors are crazy. Like we shit on actors because they're good looking and vapid and completely sure. and fucking. Some insecure. of them are, yes. He is just out there, and it's a fucking UFC crowd. Yeah, and he's bare chested, and then he's walking in, there and he he sounds. They put the mic up to him, and he sounds exactly like every fucking fighter I've ever heard. And then he gets into the octagon. He's getting his fucking Vaseline put on his head. They're checking his gloves. You never know that he wasn't a fighter. And he gets in there, and they have a fake fight going on, and the crowd's going crazy. They're like screaming and yelling yeah. with the shit that's actually happening. I thought it was amazing. And there wasn't 10 cuts. You know, there wasn't a thousand different times they did this. Right. Thing. And they're doing it in front of a stadium full of people. Was I was it, really impressed by it. Did they record it after the event? No, it was before. Interesting, because that's, I mean, I know that usually at the beginning of those cards, there are not a whole lot of people in the arena. Yeah, there were. Those, there was enough to screen. Okay. They had they had a nice crowd for for all for that. And they're like, doing theatrical punches where they're they're whiffing. But man, I tell you what, with the yeah. right angle, it looked Absolutely. real. He threw a flying knee that looked like every flying <laughs> knee that I've ever seen. That's cool. Thrown. Did you see Southpaw? Um, no. The boxing movie that he's in. No, but right. I would watch that now. Yeah. So it's it was like 2015. It's him and Rachel McAdams. Um, and he's it's he he plays just like this crazy fucking boxer. Uh, it was written by the guy that wrote Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Kurtz. Kurt Sutter. Kurt Sutter, Kurt yeah. Sutter, yeah. Um, it's 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 not bad, uh, and worth he's your time. Great. Just I, I, that's what I thought of when I saw the UFC stuff because I'm like, he's kind of done this before, but obviously it's for Roadhouse, which is I'm sure going to carry past the UFC octagon. Except uh, Conor McGregor's. There's a bunch of fighters in it too. I think he is really underrated. I really think he is, and I oh, go back to Nightcrawler dude. because if you watch Nightcrawler, he is such a skeevy, odious little <laughs> fuck in that mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I like him playing the big fucking ogre meathead action guy in this thing. I don't know why it, it clicks for me. So that's cool. I mean, I think that's a lot of stuff. A lot of people still just look at him and go, "Hey, that's the Donnie Darko guy," and it's like, but you know, I guess it's good to be known for something. But by the way, Drake came from DeGrassi. I mean, you think about yeah, Br- yeah. you know Britney Spears that come from the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, he came from Donnie Darko, yeah. which is a movie that still fucks my day up every yes. time yeah. I watch it. Yes, <laughs> I mean he's creating a lot of shit, man. Like yeah, Nightcrawler is definitely his his big role. That at, movie. Man, that movie's that fucked, movie up. Fucking stay with that movie's fucked up. Motherfucker, oh, go come on. But, but you know what we do? We don't lie That's about. Right. Thank you for that. Because there's a guy that sits in that chair that lies quite a bit every time he's sitting there. <laughs> you really should we watch. Should, we should bookmark. Nightcrawler. I try to be as quiet as I can about movie when you guys are talking about movies that I haven't seen, <laughs> just so I don't step in it. Because that's I where know. I go, like, all right, yeah, no, I remember hearing about that movie, and that's nice. yeah, but he's really good in Prisoners. Um, Honestly, the detective in eh, Prisoners. Prisoners is boring as shit. Oh, no, it's, it's so good. Fuck. No, it isn't. It's fucking long and slow. Do, <laughs> go ahead and watch it. It's, it's like a great movie. Fucking sex with Jester, short what? and slow. Oh don't, wait, don't, what? Um, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, wait a second. <laughs> Night, no, no. Nightcrawler is a movie that will stick with you for a long time after okay. you watch it. I think it. Dan Gilroy is the guy that made it. And then we watched his follow-up. It got nominated is, for Best Picture, right? Uh, I don't know about Best Picture. I think it won for Best Screenplay. Gyllenhaal was nominated, but or maybe he wasn't. There, it, there was a huge uproar for something getting snubbed. And I know for a fact he didn't win. Well, he may not have been nominated either. His, I can't remember. The complexity of his... I mean, he's just such a nuanced little fuck and uh, sociopath fucking... That's the biggest yawn I've ever seen out of Kevin Smith. Wow. I mean, I mean, he almost... It always bums you out, doesn't sure. it? I mean, is anybody short of breath? Because he sucked all the... <laughs> Kevin, maybe... You, you, didn't like, you didn't like Ambulance, right? Uh, no, I did. Okay, good. Because yeah, him yeah. being a coked-out maniac in that movie is awesome. I think Michael Bay... I, I, I mean, 
reinvigorated with that the same way I was with Split with M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, where I'm like, oh, oh dude, you're not a moron. Oh, you, you know, can't still you make know movies. how to do this. Yeah, yeah. dude, yeah. I loved Ambulance. Ambulance is great. It was awesome, and maybe the best looking woman I've ever seen in my life in Ambulance. Yeah, uh, I think she's in Baby Driver as well. She's hot as shit. There's something <laughs> she's just got cast for something huge too, like a, a DC movie or what? I don't know her name, but she's. You just look at her and you're like, well, I don't even know. What, yeah. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't even know how to buy you coffee. Like, I wouldn't even feel comfortable. <laughs> the only thing I feel comfortable with that woman is if I, she wanted the pin number to my ATM. Yeah, like, here it is. <laughs> like, I'm with you. Here you are. Yeah, I'll hear that. figure out something to tell my wife. Um, all right, Scream Six. It's getting 81 percent early. Um, for those of you that don't know, they have. I believe Nev Campbell is not in this film, which is the first. Ah, uh, that's what they're telling us. I, I believe <laughs> she's it. not a promoted, featured performer. Cordy Cox is in it. Um, they killed off Dewey in the last one, I believe. I mean, it's I'm, an honor. Have you seen that. Courtney Cox in the trailer? Uh, no. Yeah, looks, it looks a lot like an opening scene to okay. me. Okay, all right. Well, looks a lot like uh, a Drew Barrymore scene. I think they're finally trying to get away from it, and by doing so, I watched that kind of extended trailer where he's going to the liquor store with the shotgun, and yeah. it, mm-hmm. Ghostface seems very different in this. Also, they've removed. He says it. he's something different. He did. So you know, um, it's a good point. <laughs> um, they've removed it from the Westboro Baptist Church, whatever the name of that fucking town is <laughs> they live in. I don't remember what the name of it is. And they're in um, New York, and generally I don't like like there's too many movies shot in New York, but it. Does add a weird new dichotomy, I think, to uh, to the character because Jason went a lot of different places. You know, Freddy shows up in other spots, but it always seemed like a Jason in space. You know, it just seemed like a fucking desperate ploy <laughs> or hell. I'm. I, if you would have told me, I saw that first fucking movie in the theater right over there in Fair in Fair City Mall, and Jester um, looked. By the way, it's right over there, Jimmy. I swear, yeah. Donnie <laughs> knows where I'm talking about. Jester looked like he thought you meant maybe over there in the corner <laughs> of the studio. Cinemarts, baby. Like... It was snowing, and I and I remember coming out of it thinking I've seen something new, like I've seen a new type of horror movie that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. So if you would have told me I'm 44 and they're still making these fucking things, I would have called you a liar. Well, there was a bit and of a gap. Good. They're good. I would say by and large, there's moments in them. Scream Four. There's. Some, moments you know like there's part two, two is awkward in spots as well i like two a lot i like three a lot there's... yeah three is largely considered the worst but i, I think I a like lot of it a works. Lot. a lot of it works two i i rewatched two a couple months ago yeah it creaks in some spots but it's still by yeah. and large is pretty fucking yeah, yeah, yeah the part where they fucking drag the, the guy into the van and kill him and then he jumps out the other yeah. side i thought they made a horrible tv show for this fucking oh. thing i've it, never seen the show i watched yeah, like I, the first two episodes that and is said a, no thank you that is exactly what i did <laughs> um i'm happy for this i i wonder I, this is way more friday the 13th has been around our whole lives mm-hmm. right so is yeah. halloween so has uh elm street elm street yeah these are more successful than that right Don't, these make way yeah. more money i know more people that watch these like they're not necessarily horror people but they see they've seen scream and they go after the scream movies when they may not go after friday the 13th interesting i completely agree if they put out a friday the 13th like the the do you remember when rorschach was freddy krueger how bad that fucking bomb! That movie. Oh, is you know terrible. what? I'd actually blacked that out of my brain. That was, that I that think, even the, happened. That was the last of the Platinum Dunes remakes, bro. They've been rebooting these movies for none of them can sniff what Scream does when it comes out. Well, and I think a lot of the problem with that is like when they're doing the reboot, they do the remake because it was that Friday the Thirteenth remake. We saw that. I saw that with a group of friends in the theater. Two thousand nine. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, cool! It's a blue filter movie and. None of the thing that makes Jason Jason is in it, yes. and it just doesn't feel. 
it's you're taking this thing that has this cult beloved following and i see you're smiling with your with your retort to what i'm saying here but <laughs> got it in the chamber tubey and it's like but it just it didn't hit and so everybody went oh well why bother if it's not going to be right? However, Tubi. I'm just a little <laughs> bit of an apologist for that movie. Okay, okay. Really? I, I think it's it's not the best by any means. I think it's better than Jason Takes Manhattan, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, and maybe Part 5, A New Beginning. Okay. It's a very low basis. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm just, I, I think a lot of people think it's like the bottom of the barrel. And okay, I think, it's I think better, that's unfair, yeah. I think it's better than most of the late 90s ones. I think it's just not... Right. Like it's sure. one of those things where it's like you took this thing that had the reason Friday the 13th yeah, yeah, latched yeah. into people's brains the way it was because of the time, the place, what it was. And I think if you try to remake that with modern sensibilities, you're just kind of destined yeah. to fail, which is actually why the later Scream movies are impressive in that regard, because... There was a big gap as well, like between those. Like yeah, so, I think the, ten the, years between three and four, and then another ten years between four and five. So the fact that you can come back with that and have people not only not just completely rebel against it, but go like, yeah, no, this feels right, and I think it's because it's a continuation and not a reboot, because mm, it's not yeah. throwing out what came before it to go like, oh no, see, here's a new retelling of what happened. I think that goes a long way too. How would, how would you explain the fact that Freddy vs. Jason had a $30 million budget and made $116 million and Jason Goes to Hell made $15 million and Wes Craven's New Nightmare made 19 Well, because wow. I think those franchises were dead by then. Okay. Um, you know, Jason Goes to Hell, that was what, like, I think the 10th or the, the 11th iteration. Okay, but stop for one second. Mm -hmm. Go back to when Friday the Thirteenth began to when Jason Goes to Hell came out. Mm -hmm. That's equally as easy amount of uh, as, yeah. as amount of time as Scream has yeah, come out. Exactly. And we have this one they put out more. They put out more Friday the Thirteenths in that time span, and they were worse. Like I, it, it comes back to the Scream movies are all good. Yeah. Like they're they're they're, they're, they're at of, least serviceable. Yes. Bare minimum, they're serviceable. And and yeah, and they're 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 accessible. Like I said, like I've sat people down who don't watch a ton of horror movies, or and they're not like, oh, I'm scared of horror movies. We're like, they don't have a read on a lot of horror. Mm -hmm. And I've sat people down, and Scream is like the gateway for so many people that I know. It's so easy to show someone that movie, and I, I don't know anyone who doesn't like it. Yeah, I would agree. Can I, you can you think of anyone in your life that ha, has a brain? Uh, unless they have like a scream. complete aversion to horror movies in general. I like, bet you like slashers. I, I bet you yeah. Tor doesn't like Scream. Well, he's never seen it. But, but I would also say that there are people that like supernatural <laughs> horror movies. Yeah, and they're not yeah. into slasher movies. In the same yeah. way, I'm not into the, the torture porn shit that fucking Dotson Jackson's dick do. I, I would say also in, the, in the, making the case for Freddy vs. Jason that it delivered in a way that Alien vs. Predator didn't in two different shots, where it's those two squaring off in an environment that felt like both their environments they actually for 90 off. minutes. Yeah. And, and it doesn't. It's it's not good. It's not, and it's not right. But they, they at least get, gave you what you wanted to go there and see. Well, at least that movie's rated R. Well, oh, it's Alien vs Predator R. is yeah. not. It's is Requiem rated R? Yeah, yeah. It was really bad. I only saw that once. And by the, the by the time Freddy vs Jason had come out, both of those franchises were punchlines because they had been watered yeah, down. Right. Because they had done. It was kind of like the Xerox of the Xerox of the Xerox. By the time you got into double digits with Friday the 13th movies it was like well this is almost a comedy now like there's bits yeah. and skits oh, inside too? these things 
And Halloween, I feel like, is way more revered than either one of those. Yeah, yeah those I mean, sequels were got to be ridiculous. I mean, yeah, dude, you get to like Halloween Resurrection. Even I, I don't like H twenty. H two O. A lot, a lot, a lot of people do. I, H20. I don't. H20. I don't think there's anything don't good know. in it. But boob. One five hundred a.m. This one's fucking called H twenty. It's H two O. Why would it be H twenty? Because it's the twentieth anniversary. Clown. Of the- it's a bad movie, and it's I know you like it. I work. like it more than I like the fucking Halloween Five. Is what I what I would oh, say. I disagree. Halloween Here, Five is pretty. Here's good. What I'll tell you, dickhead. He's driving is, a hot rod in that movie. All three of those monsters, all three of those killers, are more iconic than Ghostface. All of them. Yeah, and they all shit the bed at some point for a long extended period of time. That's never happened to Scream. Do you know? I think the reason that Halloween didn't suffer that same fate as far as becoming a total punchline is because people punched out on it early with Halloween Three. I think there was such a backlash against the way Halloween 3 went that they went, oh, well, we're done with Michael Myers. And then when he came back and people were just like, eh, Which whatever. is crazy considering how much reverence we now have for that fucking movie. It, it was great. It, it was maligned in its day and in in light of, yeah, well, and also in light of what we know it was supposed to yeah. kick off. And it's, then, it's trick or treat. It's trick or treat before trick or treat yeah. came out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you sat, uh, what's it, Michael Doherty down and yeah. asked him, you know, point blank, hey. Were you thinking about this at all no when you made this movie? Of course you would say yes. But I mean, also, like, another thing that the Scream movies have is they have uh, consistency with the team. Wes Craven did yeah, all four of those very movies much so. before the reboots came. And then I, I think it was important to the team that made this last one that they came out last year. They certainly vocalized it. That they, it they wanted to make sure that they did right by Wes Craven. And I don't think that any of these other franchise reboots have ever done that like i think that first david gordon green halloween does a pretty damn good job of being respectful and and trying to bring back the feeling of like the first two mm-hmm. carpenter halloween movies but then they stop giving a fuck yeah, yeah. I agree. um by the way i still haven't seen uh ends i, I don't still haven't seen one ends halloween ends well you you should definitely watch my, it my, yeah. mo- my monthly check-in that hey yeah. guess what i still haven't seen please those. watch it <laughs> It's one of the most. <laughs> it's one of the biggest middle fingers. It's so much to the people that are going to buy tickets to see your show that I've ever encountered in my life. It, it felt like they had contempt for anyone that would buy tickets for that fucking thing. Because at least Halloween Kills, as misguided as it was and as horrible as it was, mm-hmm. it ends with fucking Michael Myers slaughtering everybody. Oh, the, the kills in that movie are excellent. You will be so hurt with the way they treat <laughs> with the way they treat that fucking monster and the way they treat everyone you, you yeah. have you have a character no one cares about that is absolutely no panache just beat the shit i don't even want to get yeah it. we should exactly there's too long anyway. don't watch it uh dude do you mind handing me that other bottle of maker's mark <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you appreciate that this other giant one is gone for some reason the best barbecue in Virginia can only be found at Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. Check them out at Monk's BBQ on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and at monksq.com. Right, Jimmy, we do have some donations here, but um, I think maybe before we get to that. Uh, oh, hey, man, do you have to go? Yeah. All right, buddy. I'll be well, back shortly. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, shortly as in next Tuesday? Yeah. I appreciate you coming in. <laughs> um, it's good to see you. Uh, so we wish you, man, the best. But we, this is fortuitous because I actually, I don't know, did I, I didn't tell you boys this, but I scheduled a big guest for oh, us tonight. No, I didn't know. Oh, who is it? Have you been, have you boys ever been here when we've had an in-studio guest? I don't uh, think so, have you? 
Not not. Oh, Dylan. Dylan's been in here, like for shows and shit. Um, who else? Trader Sekar was in here, but I don't think you guys were on mic, right? Tom Rivera was not on mic. Oh, Lovey was in here. All the sandwich with roast beef. Yeah, that was great. You did. You get to say you money shotted fucking Tom Rivera with roasted turkey. How many people can say that? Not a lot. Um, no, no. This is a this is a guy that I've wanted to get on the show for a very long time, and he was nice enough to guest host tonight uh and also there i guess he told me i was texting with him on the way in uh i stopped the car to text when unlike monk i don't do it as i'm driving <laughs> rapidly up the fucking highway Dude, you know how many times just on the way here my my little signal that was like hey you're falling asleep in the wheel take a break oh, you gotta, you gotta i guess stop. it senses how many times you cross the lines you gotta stop telling me this shit i don't want to <laughs> fucking hear this it makes me feel bad oh your wife's in the chat oh boy yeah. i met mrs monk oh either. no i didn't mean anything about that that last japanese comment that i made um so uh i texted uh this guy back and he said he had a couple of big announcements so um i think he's got a theme song jester did he email you he does yeah. oh, let's hit it please is this bachman turner overdrive yes it is huh. a lot of smoke in the room right now <laughs> what it Justin, what is that is that an egg lowering from the ceiling Holy shit, where did that come How from? How did that get up? Is that coming out of the little door that Tor's scared of? Oh, that's scary as shit. All right, there's an egg lowering from the ceiling right now. And it's it's opening. There's a crack. What the hell? Oh, my. There's a what man in there. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. It's the A-Man. Do it again. It's the A-Man. Wow. Holy shit. A-Man in the house. Well, what is that step he's doing there? I think it's the mashed potato. That's that's the mashed potato. Okay, he's, but he's transitioning into the jerk right the jerk, now. Yeah. yeah, that's the jerk. Hey, man in the house. I think that's the... Uh, Monk, is that the Watusi I'm seeing? Uh, it might be the Batusi. Batusi, yeah. could be. All right, into the Bristol stomp. I see that. I recognize the Bristol stomp. Hey, man, do it again. All right, back into the jerk. That's the bird. I recognize the bird right there. Oh, he's pogoing down the rest of the way now. Hey, man, give me a seltzer while you're back there, bud. Hey, man, in the house. <laughs> All right, that's the phony Maroney. I know the phony Maroney when I see it. <laughs> All right, back into the jerk. The egg now going back up into the ceiling. What? Okay. Holy shit. What an entrance. What an entrance. I didn't know we had this level of pyrotechnics inside the studio. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there he is. It's the A-Man. Hey, man, thank you so much for joining us here at the Fortress of Solid Dude. Hey, man, here. Uh, thanks for having me out here, boys. Glad to be here to do the show with you, Mr. Chad Duke. Oh, hey, man, you've had some interesting accent you have. Uh, where do you come from, hey, man? Uh, well, I uh, come from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh, from down south. Uh, What's your favorite pastime to do down there? I just like bird dong and some food tang. Did you say bird donging, donging some food tank? Monk, I've never heard that term. Have you heard bird donging food yeah, tank? I've heard a lot of things, uh, sexual <laughs> things, but I've never heard of bird donging. Bird donging some food tank. Hey, man, in the house. Interesting. Um, hey, man, what is a... Uh, did you maybe misspeak there? Is, is bird donging pussy your favorite thing to do? No, no, sir. I, I meant to say bird dog and some poontang. Bird dog and poontang is your favorite pastime. Is yeah, that what you're it. saying? Yeah, that's it. Hey, man, um, maybe... Stop calling me sir to start with. I don't think there's any need for that. You're my guest here. And I've been a fan of the A-Man for a long time, ever since I stumbled across him 
on Instagram, and he was actually lifting a 50-pound dumbbell with his cock. Did you see that, Joe? That Holy video? Shit, he had a I viral have. video go wild where he was just doing cock fucking uh, preacher curls with a 50-pound weight. That ain't nothing. I did 100 pounds the other day. Holy wow. shit. Hey, man, do it again. That's what I said. I said, hey, man, do it again when he was doing the, uh, the cock now, curls. Now, hey, man, is that your max, or can you go higher? Oh, I could do much higher, Joe. Hey, I man, just gotta, in the house. Just got to get some more weights on the bar. <laughs> you got to get some more weights on the bar. That's well, you right. clearly know your way around a gym with terminology <laughs> like that. Hey, man, now, I always thought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had sex with the most women that anyone's ever heard of in popular culture. You say that your favorite pastime is bird-donging and bird-dogging. That's right. How many women have been lucky enough to sleep with the A-man? Uh, well, I don't know the exact count, but I taught Kareem how to do it, so he's way well behind me. I was way ahead of him. You are way ahead of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah, I'm at like 200,000. Women? At least. Well, how many men? <laughs> Maybe a couple. Hey, man in the house! Funny because I think me and the A-Man had a, a discussion before the show that he's supposed to be overtly heterosexual. Oh, yeah. But he seems to have forgotten that in his trip down from the egg into the studio yeah. here. Whoops, was all the smoke in the room. Oh. Hey, man, did you happen to pass uh, Ant-Man on your way into the studio? Oh, uh, that little fluffy guy walking down the stairs? Fluffy guy, that's what you call the Ant-Man? Oh, yeah, a little round pudgy fucker walking around here. Hey, man, do it again. <laughs> Not like the A-Man here. If, if Ant-Man gave you any trouble, how would you handle that situation? You know he has a long uh, criminal history. Oh, I would have just thrown him right down those stairs and stomped him out. Okay, all right. So you would have stomped, you would have assaulted him for no reason? Of course. What else would I do? I gotta, I gotta say, this is an alpha male we're dealing with I'm here, intimidated. Guys. I don't mean, I get gangster. A-Man is fucking here. He is in the A -Man house. A-Man in the house! Well, A-Man, it's great to have you. Um, I want you to just sit back and enjoy yourself. I notice you... Uh, much like Ant-Man, you've already had two very large tall boys, so... Um... Yeah, I'd like to drink these beers, Dukes. Is that right, A-Man? A-Man, do it again. You like to drink beers, you said? Mm-hmm. That's your, your beverage of choice? Oh, yeah, I'd like to drink about six or seven Miller Lights in an hour. What's your... Boy, that sounds... Damn. I tell you what, that sounds hauntingly familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> See, I, again, I discussed with A-Man earlier that he's not Ant-Man, that he's the A-Man. You know, it's not... He's not just... So that's why this, some of this is... Troubling to hear. Um, <laughs> all right, well, Jester, hit the music. Um, A-Man, you have a big announcement here today? Oh, yeah, a real big announcement. we got to hit your music for that. Um, well, let's start with it. Get it out. Is it uh, something that you, I assume you think my audience would want to hear? Oh, I hope so, because I know I'm going to be there. Uh, Saturday, April 29th is the uh, fifth anniversary of Commonwealth Dry Goods. Oh, wow. You're saying the A-Man is going to be at the fifth anniversary of Commonwealth Dry Goods? That's damn right. Got all those ladies coming there. Oh, shit. You're going to bring a gaggle of your harem, huh? Oh, no. I'm there to get your gaggle that you house. got with you. <laughs> what, what now? I don't know. He's all the women at your, your gaggle. Yeah. You're going to steal my women? Uh, well, just I don't go. have a lot of If you look, look around you, A-Man. Well, that's true. I'm in bad shape over here. Stay away from Kimberly Milio. I know that you're the A-man, but I have to tell the J-man to stay away from him quite often. Try to stay away from her quite often, too. I don't want to fight the A-man. Nobody wants to fight the A-man. What a right nightmare there, that Jimmy. would be. All right, A-man. What is that date again? Uh, that's Saturday, April 29th at well, Commonwealth Drive. Turn the music off, Jesse. You drive me fucking insane. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, well, that sounds incredible. What's going to be going on there for the fifth anniversary? Well, uh, there's some exclusive merchandise, okay. uh, free giveaways, some store-exclusive specials, and the A-Man. 
Well, I'll tell you what, if, if I ever was on the fence about coming out to a live event, this plug has definitely put it over the top. I'm there. I mean, this is the biggest day in store history to celebrate five years of amazing customers. Oh, I, amen I, in the house. I love the way you phrase that, amen. Usually you keep the focus on you, but you're putting the focus on the customers. Oh, yeah. Just for a moment here. Then it's coming right back on me. Okay. Now, um, amen, <laughs> what do you recommend the customers buy during this event? Uh, they could buy Amen some uh, some chips and some seltzers. I don't eat none of that candy or nothing. I got to stay right. fit uh, for the ladies. So, but you eat chips. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, every now and then you got to eat a couple chips. Hey, man, it's almost like you wouldn't know what healthy food to mention <laughs> because that's not part of your regular diet. Well, all the calories I'm burning from bird dog and some poontang oh, i gotta get some right, calories right. you know back what? in me completely forgot. amen do it again i completely forgot about all the bird yeah. dogging of the poontang uh, i thought you would have eaten a lot of proteins to really keep the strength up after all that but nah, no i like some chips <laughs> you like yeah. chips right yeah. oh and some beef jerky you do really have a lot of similarities to this guy Are you sure you don't hang out often with ant-man no nah, have you seen that guy yeah. i don't look nothing like him that's yeah. right yeah you built like an adonis in here I, at first I, I thought that was dk metcalf coming out of that egg <laughs> But I realized it was my guy, the A-Man. A-Man in the house! You can also pick up some of those candles, sex the room up with it. You know, get it smelling real good for the ladies. You say you're going to sex the room up with the candles? Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's, uh, I guess that's your proclivity. So I'm, I don't know if a lot of my listeners use the candles for that reason. Joe, I, you probably I'm, I do. I'm taking notes. <laughs> you got to take notes, Joe? Yeah, I'm taking notes. I got to learn everything I can from A-Man. A-Man. Now, our friend Joe here has given up on dating. And I know that since you're doing all this bird dogging, would it be possible for you to take him under your wing and maybe go out when you're hunting down the ladies uh i mean i could try but have, have you seen that guy's face it's oh hey oh, oh, man do it again i suppose i'm a lost cause no i don't know i think he's gonna take care of you. the a-man seems like he's a good guy all right was that your only uh announcement to make i guess uh no no there bud i got uh another announcement you, you have another announcement oh yeah an a-man announcement oh yeah right. big a-man announcement big a-man announcement now you're getting into, into other people's nicknames uh, so uh, Thursday, April 27th, the A-Man will be at Commonwealth Dry Goods Again? to see the Chad Duke Show Rodcast Live. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm going to see the Chad Duke Show Rodcast Live. The Rodcast? Yeah, that the Rodcast. That doesn't happen anymore. Oh, well, it's happening on Thursday, April 27th. What? One night only. Where? In this studio? In Commonwealth Dry Goods. Inside wow. Commonwealth Dry Goods? Wow. Right back like the old days. The old stomping grounds. Well, hey, man, you must have special abilities like telepathy or something because that means you got a hold of Othello Boucherib, and I know that I can't do that. How did you get him to come out here for well, that event? I just went over there with a camel and said, come on, Barty. Got to get you on this <laughs> so camel and get you is, down there to Fairfax. The A-Man is racist also. Okay, <laughs> all right. It's good to know. That's good to know. So Othello will be there. So it's just Othello? Uh, nope. We got uh, Barty Janetti. We got okay. Lottie right. Dottie. He likes to potty and not get no, no do no bird dog and a poontang on the weekends. And then we got Big Shoot. Okay. You know, that you know, A-Man, that Barty Janetti and Othello are the same person? <laughs> oh, uh, yep. Uh, I, I definitely knew that. I just forgot hey for a minute. A-Man hey is definitely making his presence felt here in the house tonight. Uh, A-Man, hey do you ever go to, like, leave work early? Like, if there under any circumstances, would you ever leave your 9 to 5 before the uh, the whistle blows? Oh, hell no. I get there 30 minutes early and stay two hours late. Wow. wow. That's work ethic. When did you move out of your parents' house, A-Man? Hey oh, when I was, like, 15 years old. A-Man, oh, wow. hey do it again. I'm guessing so you could go impregnate chicks. Oh, yeah. I had yeah. about four of them at that yeah. time. Oh, there you go. You and J-Man are going to yeah. get along swimmingly. So, wow, that's pretty big. So it's uh, tube- 
Othello, Ed Shoot, all doing the show from Commonwealth Dry Goods. Yep, and we got one more special guest. And uh, I was able to to hunt down, uh, we all know him as, she gonna die, uh, D-Train, oh will be back what? in the building. You got the D-Train to come out? Hey, man, oh, in the yes. house. Holy shit. What'd you do to get him to come out? Well, uh, <laughs> big subs probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say Chinese big subs. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. How do people get tickets? Uh, it's invite only. Sorry, fellas. Oh, uh, wow. If you think that you were Man. just gonna come to the, the one night only broadcast and you ain't never been there again, you're out. Well, I heard. I have a list here that says that a lot of the uh, OG. Hey, man, it's uh, interesting because you almost knocked over your beer because your hands are shaking. Again, you're reminding me of somebody that I know that I spent a lot of time with. That was just a quick twitch. My muscles, they, you know, they're a little sore. They had to jolt out there and grab that beer. They had to jolt out <laughs> They had to jolt out there and grab that beer? That's right. Is it from all the weights you were lifting earlier today? That's right. L- weights and ladies. Doing, you were lifting ladies? Oh, yeah, when I was yeah. bird-dogging that poontang. Wow, you really are you going them the off well the ground. On fucking catchphrase, aren't you? I would say maybe if I was doing the character, I would say I was doing clapping push-ups on top of like somebody's wife in this room. Like that might have been a lot of fun because then you could have been like you know toxic masculinity. Yeah, I know, but you know, I, I don't want the sponsor to be all upset. I didn't say monk's wife. Jesus Christ, <laughs> man in the house. Hey, it's fucking weird, man. man. All right, so that's about <laughs> two big announcements. So you're saying that Thursday before the fifth anniversary, mm-hmm. broadcast back doing the show at. Commonwealth Dry Goods. That's right. Incredible. Well, that's that's amazing. I'm assuming that's all of your announcements. Uh, nope. I, I actually got one more. One what? More. Wow. The A-Man is killing it, Joe. Hell yeah. Friday. Are you waiting for your Timmy? Yep. Friday, <laughs> April 28th. The Chad Duke Show short story Hootenanny. Holy shit. Wow. So it's the broadcast on Thursday of <laughs> the short story Hootenanny on Friday? That's right. That's a lineup. I'll tell you. Is there a lineup for the short story Hootenanny? There sure is. Uh, the roster includes Steve Pie Taster, Ooh. Hot Man Ted, oh. Loud Goat, No Money Monk, what? Jim Daddy, you. Buckles. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, or- hey, man's taking Buckles out of peg. <laughs> or- orgy Beard. What? Uh, the Kalachi and Smoky Mountain Joe. Holy oh, wow. shit. Joe is back and Ted is back? I hit the wrong one. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, hey, man. That's right. They're both back in it. And we added Steve Pye for the first time? Yep. You got to get that songwriter in there and see what he's got. Yeah, that's huh. true. I forgot he has the credibility of writing songs about drinking for 44 And a lot years. of weird stories. <laughs> yeah, really weird yeah. stories. Was there a theme to this the short story contest? Uh, so the theme is crime and thrillers, both fiction or nonfiction. Mm. So uh, I think we all know that. That Steve Pie Taster and the Kalachi are probably going to write some nonfiction stories. <laughs> you would have to assume, yeah. considering they're both criminals. But you would never break the law, right, Amen? Oh, no way. I'm a law-abiding citizen. As a matter of fact, if I see somebody breaking the law, I just arrest them right on the spot. Take them right to the jail. Amen in the house! Like a, like a citizen's, citizen's arrest? Yeah. Uh, citizen's arrest, that's right. I got my, you know, my... my my uh, handcuffs with the, with the fuzzy stuff around them for when I'm bird dogging oh, that poontang. Oh, you're bird dogging poontang That's again. Right. right, yeah. Do it again. For your bondage purposes. But then you use that when you make citizens arrest. That's right. <laughs> I think that's illegal <laughs> for you to just yeah. go up and uh, incapacitate someone. But I like it. I like it, Amen. You're trying to make your community better. Um, so this is the, the, the final installation of the trilogy, right? No, that's what the word on the street is. Oh, and wow. then we're also going to get the results to see who wrote... Kelly's Folly. Get the fuck out of wow. here. That's right. That's exciting. How you know, do we know that they're, we're going to get that? Uh, well, we commissioned an investigation. Big Shoe did. That's you. 
Uh, it's and, me? And you're going to hunt them down. And no, no, we're no. Gonna no. Find so out. You don't listen to the show. The, the name of my uh, bounty hunter group, hey, man. I know you're out. Oh. Bird, dog, and is shoots hunt them down. So that, oh. that's, that's what happens. That's why you're having trouble reading that there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got my mic in the way of my papers. Right, right, right. The copy that Jester handed you before the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, I got to say, hey, man, uh, there's questions pouring in for you. What is your stance on using narcotics? <laughs> oh, narcotics is bad. Makes your dick limp. Then you can't be bird dog and no poontang. Oh, wow. Hey, man, in the house. There it is again. It's almost like you get stuck on a phrase, and then you just keep yeah. repeating it over and over again. Hey, man. Monk, does that remind you of anyone? I swear to God, it feels so familiar. I just can't put my fucking finger on it. I think of a couple people that reminds me of. Yeah? One in particular, though. Hey, man, what, hey man, what size waist do you have? Oh, I got like a 32-inch waist. Holy shit. Wow. Hey, man, do it again. What would you say to someone that has, wears 5XL sweatpants? Oh, they're a big, fat, tubby loser. <laughs> they got problems. They need to get in that gym. Would you ever be in a situation where you were living at home when you were 42 and you had to throw your sweatpants out the window in a book bag because your dad was so disappointed in you? Oh, hell no. What kind of loser does that shit? Yeah. If you worked for a window company and, and you had oh. a sure bet, you know, for like a, a $7,000 door, would you take three months to get the quote over to the customer? <laughs> nope, I'd have it to him that day. Yeah. Sign, yeah. get the cash from him, I'd put that shit yeah. in two days later. Would you eat pizza with him and make him a bunch of bullshit and then still not set it over for the entire afternoon? Oh, who is this loser you're talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, we got to figure it out. Hey, man, in the house. Hey, man, would you ever fall down the stairs and uh, break the grandfather clock that your <laughs> father bought? Uh, look here. Do I look like a boy that falls down the stairs chasing pie? The only thing I fall down the stairs for is chasing some of that oh, poontang. Oh, shit! Hey, man, in the house! Chasing that poontang. Oh, wow, I didn't even mention pie. But by, that's very specific. By the way, who's, uh, whose pie would you be chasing in that? It wouldn't be Kathy's, would it? Who's Kathy? All right, there you go. Hey, man, do it again. Right, there you go. Well, hey, man, uh, really appreciate you stopping by, and I guess the next time we'll see you is out at that... Uh, the Hoot Nanny, and then, of course, that Saturday. Are you going to be there for all three events? I'll be there for all three of the, for their events. There. And I can't wait. So we know that Ant-Man is going to be here mm -hmm. for the short story contest. So Ant-Man and the A-Man will actually be able to inter mm -hmm. you know, interact with each other. Oh, he's going to have a problem. I'm going to fuck him up. Oh, okay, but <laughs> why do you want to fuck him up, A-Man? Oh, I just need to. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. No, no backstory at all. Just, no reason for the feud. Nope. You want to talk it out first, or no? Nope. Just gonna fuck him up. What would you think about a man that's gained so much weight that he needs to bloop his penis out in order to have sex? <laughs> yeah, that's a sorry man right there. That's right. What if I told you he's wearing a giant forced green uh, polo shirt right next to you right now? <laughs> oh, I figured it was him by the minute I looked at him. You did? Oh yeah. Look at that. You don't get that big and still see your penis. Oh, hey man. Hey man. Do it again. <laughs> Fucking bully. All right, well, I'm hearing your music, eh, man? It's time for you to get back into that smoky egg and then go back up to the big brothel in the sky. Where are you headed after this? Um, headed back to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Wow, you came up from Tuscaloosa just for this? That's right. Well, I can't thank you enough. Ladies and gentlemen, the A-Man, thank you so much Very for showing special. up here tonight, A-Man. Unbelievable. That's right, thank you, man. That's right. There he goes back up the aisle. Wow. Careful up there. That's the jerk. Oh, he's doing the twist now, Monk. I know you requested that one beforehand. Oh, the twist? That's the full twist right there. Oh, is that the fucking Gungam style? All right. Yeah, that's played out. <laughs> it's the Wooly Bully. It is? <laughs> I didn't even recognize yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, there goes the egg. It's being ratcheted back. Jester, I need you to call the landlord and figure out what the fuck they keep that thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's very concerning. Has that been up there the whole time? God, I hope not. Oh, I didn't notice that light. It's got, look at all those red and white lights around the center of the egg. Holy shit. Tour's gonna be so freaked There's out. There's rocket per it's flying off into the sky! What the hell? How does the, the, the 
A-Man has got his own personal jet egg. Unbelievable. That right. dude. Wow. As most people know, you know, that are in the supporter chat listening tonight, listen to some previous shows in the last week, we've opened a Monk's Barbecue out at Flying Ace Farm. Nice. Right? So, I'm going hard in the paint this week. <laughs> All right? Oh, gross. Wow. Why are you I probably could have free, uh, why are you phrased that hard? <laughs> are you ready for a Just dick <laughs> sticking the likes of which you've never... <laughs> are you, well, this, this, these specials and deal I'm going to put out is like a big dick sticking. Oh, so well, you, guys, you, guys, you guys hang in there. Thursday, the special burger is a burnt ends burger. So tomorrow? Yes. Okay. It will have uh, two burger patties, burnt ends on top, blue cheese, you know, oh, toasted man, well, butter. I like blue cheese. Fried onions going to be delicious. Sounds like it's nice. too much. Friday night. The monk rib. Hey, when does your wife leave? I might need to sleep there. She leaves uh, Friday. Oh, you God can sleep it. over. It's fine. You're going to go to sleep in the bed with monk? Yep. I'm going to get hammer time. Well, I have additional cheeseburgers, rooms. And then I'm sleeping next to monk. <laughs> I have to insist. I have to insist he sleeps in the same bed with you. <laughs> yeah. Please record uh, that. Friday night. Special. The monk rib. For the uninitiated, this is a deboned half rack of ribs on a bun. With pickles and fried onions oh, on the top. That sounds way Holy better than the McRib. Wow. Yeah. It's your take on the McRib, I It's my take on the McRib. I like that The monk rib. Now listen, here's where it gets serious. That was Friday night. The entire week, Thursday through Sunday at Flying Ace, I'm bringing the picture of me bald over from the bar at Monk's. What? Nice. And I'm putting it at Flying Ace. <laughs> where? You, you at, the, at the bar. You'll see it when you I'm come in. I'm familiar with the bar it's, 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 it's the big pale. Well, there's like poles to put it on. Okay. You'll see the big pale face. <laughs> you check, and behold, the pale face. You check and in. And followed with him. You check in and show the bartender, uh, I'm buying your beer. It's going on Monk's tab, and you're going to get a, a single beer per day. Wait, check in with, I don't, I don't understand. You show s- the bartender your check on Facebook. You check in on Facebook? Yeah, with the with the picture of me, of you and and So you got to put a post up. What do you mean you by put check a in? Uh, you mean... You check into Flying Ace. You can check in. Yeah, check mm-hmm. in. Yeah, on, on Facebook, Facebook, you can go to a location and really? check in. Yeah. yeah. You got to go to their you know what? page, I, I think. Screw it. I don't even care if you check in. That's one way to do it. You could just put a post up with, with well, the I picture in you. check in. How do you do it? Well, you'd have to be at Flying Ace. Oh. There's, Geographically, there's it comes right up. check in when you do a new post. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that either. All right. Well, I am a social media expert. Yeah, you are. Yeah. All right. So check in on Facebook. That's right. With a picture of you and the picture hanging at the bar. And I'm uh, your beer is going on my tab. Okay. One per customer each day. Sweet. That's nice. Yeah. yeah Fucking cool. I'll accumulate $25 in free beers. You won't accumulate. <laughs> oh, I'm going to accumulate it. I'm accumulated way too much. <laughs> when does that count? That's next week or this week? That's this week. Thursday, this week. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Check what in. about Monday? We're, we're not open Monday. God damn it. <laughs> and I hope I see everybody out there. should be a good time. I think you will after all that. Yeah. I'll be out there. Hopefully not drinking too much. Monk told me. <laughs> Hopefully drinking excessively. He's like, oh, man, I think Monk's being out of flying ace is going to kill me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong, man? Like, you working too hard? Like, you got to go back and forth. He's like, oh, no, I just get fucking drunk all goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have sore, sore legs, sore side. Sure, my jaw you. is sore from clenching my teeth from sleeping real drunk. You know, it, it's not good. <laughs> Liver sore. Yeah. We had, a, we had a jumping contest at the end of the night the other night. So what? we had to jump and touch the ceiling and whoever got... Whoever got the highest touch win. Oh, I, I don't even remember what we won. That. Was there a glory hole? I won, ceiling? though. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. All I won was a sore right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Peaches, I bet you were sore. Peaches it's lowered a good time. his cock through the fucking <laughs> yeah. on the second floor. No, we're excited out there. It's it's it's. Uh, it is very exciting. Awesome. It sounds like some great specials, and I'm sure that'll all be on uh, the Instagram and stuff. Yeah, Flying Ace. Yep. Check it out, guys. Monk's Barbecue is out at Flying Ace Farm. The Virginia Pizza Crusade is on a mission to find the best slices in the Commonwealth. To keep up with the reviews, be sure to follow the Virginia Pizza Crusade on Instagram at Virginia Pizza Crusade. I don't know about you guys, but I have plans to get my big fat ass out to Flying Ace Farm this weekend. All of those specials, all of that food, a free possible drink if you check in on Facebook. There's no way to go wrong. Monks on the farm. Very big congratulations to him. That is so awesome. I know that's a big weight lifted off of his chest. God knows he needs some more free time and just time to sit around and drink and sleep drunkenly. (laughs) It's ridiculous. God, I love Monk. But let me do what I do and thank everybody that's meaningful this show, starting with you guys. Everybody that listens, every subscriber, every supporter, thank you guys so much. We truly, truly appreciate you. We hope that we're going to see you in just a few weeks. April 21st, Tally Ho Theater with a show sponsor, the Pie Tasters. Steve Pie and all the boys are going to be doing a show. Tallyhotheater.com for your tickets. If you haven't already done so, move your ass. You don't want to miss out on this. The entire crew here from the Chad Duke show is going to be there drinking, dancing, busting balls. It's going to be a terrific time. You should come out. You should come hang out with us the previously mentioned money monk monks barbecue that's monksq.com or at monks bbq on instagram and twitter the best barbecue you'll ever eat in your life percival virginia get out there and give them a try if you haven't if you have go again you know you wanna and our guy joe azer the best real estate man in the world 571-989-azer 571-989-29 37 looking to buy or sell a home in northern virginia hit him up he'll help you out even if it's outside the area he'll do damn near anything that you ask of him the nicest guy in the world that's his cell phone 571-989-2937 and the new guy on the street don't sleep energy drink that's don't sleep energy.com you use the dukes promo d-u-k-e-s and you get 10 percent your entire order off of the best damn energy drink ever created and again like i do you want to keep up with the show www.chaddukeshow.com check out all the links all the sponsors all the episodes get your subscription what are you waiting for people we have all the social posts down there at the bottom that's facebook.com backslash the chad dukes show twitter it's at chad dukes instagram it's at chad dukes show thank you guys very very much for checking out the show i truly appreciate you i hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and if the good lord is willing and the creeks don't rise shoot and tour will see you back here on monday roll out the boy.